All right, I'm ready to be interviewed. I, I thought I thought I was the one being interviewed. No, no, no. They said I'm going to be on CNBC. I'm, I, I'm... I thought I was doing your podcast. You're listening to Spartan Up Podcast. We're going to interview somebody every week from all over the world and see what they did in their life to become successful, no matter how they defined it. We are in the barn, the Amy Barn in beautiful Pittsfield, Vermont. I'm surrounded by amazing people. I'm going to go to the camera first. We have Marion, who makes this all happen. We have Joe, who we're not quite sure what Joe does, but he's a nice guy, so we let him stick around. We have, we have Sephra, who brings out the big words and makes us all look smart. And we have Colonel Nye, who just is smart. the other direction. And uh, doesn't need any help to begin with. So speaking of smart people, Carl our next Cantania. interview, Carl Cantania, yeah, smart CNBC, person. real smart guy. Uh, the only thing that made me question it is the whole thing started with an argument that we just saw. Yeah. Um, about who was going to interview who. So, yeah, we had a little bit of an argument. I mean, he interviews people for a living. Yeah. Um, I do it. Uh, I'm trying to make a living at it. It's sure, not really sure. working. <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> but let's take a look and see who wins. How are you doing? Spartan Up Podcast. We are here at an undisclosed island with Carl Quintanilla, who is a CNBC car, the CNBC car. You're like bigger than anybody now. Pretty big. I'm pretty big. pretty big on that show. And it occurred to me on this secret island that you um, probably have interviewed hundreds of people over the years that are successful because you're on CNBC. And I'm looking for, and the people on the Spartan Up podcast are looking for, what attributes make success? Not just monetary success, right? Whether you want to be a monk or a great mom or what is it? Is it hard work, perseverance? Is it uh, motivated individuals get it done? Honesty, yeah. you know? It's funny, a lot of the things we hear about from leaders, financial leaders mostly, uh, sort of tie in with the the, the, the lifestyle, yeah, the lifestyle you're trying to build through Spartan, and that is, you're in the mud, right? You're always in the mud, um, but you have to move forward. And so the people we that have struck me the most have been the ones who you just plow through. Uh, you don't wallow in your failure. Um, uh, some have gone so far as to say, set a period of time in which you will reflect on your failure. And that's it. It expires. Uh, some say three days, for instance. Wow. I get three days to just feel, are we allowed to curse? I mean, just Man. feel bad about what I just did wrong or so, what just so went that, wrong for so me. So that's interesting. That's like a cheat day with food. So you've, kind got, of. you've got three days to just be miserable, cry, kick, scream, whatever you want. Right. And then you're done. But after that, it's, it's gone. Right. It's in the past. Because um, uh, like, like in a race, uh, business challenges are going to be, and it could be, it could be, foreign exchange currency effect on your business. It could be a leader you thought you were grooming is going to a competitor. Those things happen all the time in business, as you know. Yeah. Um, and you have to find a way to work through them. Is it, is it easier said than done, you think? I mean, you deal with headaches in the business world. Yeah, it's easier said than done. I don't know, it's funny. Sometimes I wonder if the people that are best at it, whether it translates throughout the physical of their life, right? It's not just mental. Are they the best in shape? I don't know. Uh, but there is, there's a certain toughness that comes from having to run a company, having to start a company. And a lot of that probably ties back to knowing if I could get through that crazy obstacle I went through five years ago, then I can probably get through this. So I've been looking for correlations my whole life, right? I've been hiring people, building businesses. And um, what I found so far in my tests, it's not complete yet, when I'm dead we'll, we'll have completed it, um, is that the entrepreneur you can take and throw in a race course and they typically will get the race done. The racer you cannot throw into the business world and he'll get, not because they don't have the knowledge, 
Running a business is much harder than what you did today doing the race. Much harder. Because you're not doing it alone? Because everything that can go wrong does go wrong, um, and you have to have some kind of stomach for it. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I thought Everest climbers, 100-mile runners, I thought they would be the best business people. It has not translated. I take a business person, throw them into some of the most difficult challenges, they get it done. They got to get in shape, yeah. but, but they've got the right mindset yeah. for it. I can see that. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the frustrations I hear is, it wasn't, it wasn't your fault, right? right? It was your investor relations guy who miscommunicated the quarter to the street. Right. And that's why the stock fell 10%. And you, you have that, you can't... You can't hide behind right. anything. I mean, I mean it's your problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in the end, of course, they always say that the buck stops here, but... Uh, it really does. Uh, but yeah, a lot of the, the failure I, just comes not of your own doing. I'll give you another tidbit. I recently interviewed a woman who um, is a very successful business person, lawyer, and an incredible athlete. Again, rare to see, to see all, all three. And I asked her, she's mom, and I said, my wife and I have been arguing for 10 years over this fact. Um, I believe uh, that it's harder to run a business than it is to give birth. And she <laughs> believes it's harder to give birth than run right, a business. It's dangerous. <laughs> it's a dangerous one. And so we've been fighting over it, and I, I, I kind of folded. This woman confirmed, I'm right. Oh, really? <laughs> it is harder to run a business than it is to give birth. I, I, want, I, I mean, gosh, we're now, talking we, so we, out of school. <laughs> no. We probably got to ask a lot of women, yeah. but, but so far one data point tells me I'm right. Yeah. I guess, that's, I guess you could argue birth is the sprint, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, you get through it and you're done. Yeah. Business, man, what is the, what is the exit? And that's such Plus a personal the body, decision. The body is built. The, the female body is built to give birth, right? It's designed to give birth, recover from it. <laughs> Nurture the baby. We're not designed to run a business. <laughs> well, you might be. <laughs> I don't know. You I might have, be. I don't know. Yeah. Um, let's take a break, and then we'll talk about what you experienced today at Spartan Race. I hope you're not sitting still while you listen. If you are, you better get a burpee break in. That was a hell of a race, huh? It was good. Yeah. So are you? That was three and a half, four-ish miles. Something like that. You, right? you were hoping it was going to be twelve, thirteen. Uh, no, no. My first Spartan race, yep. uh, you know, the, the map says three. All we right. started to hear it might be a little bit more than three. Uh, it felt short. It yeah. felt short. Um, was that because you were happy or feeling yeah, good? Yeah, I, I, I right. felt good. You know, the, some of the things like the spear, right? Yeah. I mean, you're sort of, you, you taught me, yeah. keep your arms straight. It didn't work. didn't work. I did the burpees anyway, but uh, some of the walls... Um, I, I don't. Top. I don't do a lot of walls in my day-to-day -day workouts, yeah. and uh, you don't have a wall in front of your front door. At the no, house. no, no. <laughs> I, ha I, I haven't trained for today, really, yeah. uh, specifically. So those were. But it was doable. Doable. I, go. You know, lead, You see. You look at it. You think that yeah, I can't do that. Right. But uh, in the moment, you find a way. How many total burpees did you do? Because of the spear, I did thirty. Okay, that's not and, bad. And they were. I don't know what you do when you're training, but. They are, they're not pushovers. No, right? they're not pushovers. I heard the no. stories of guys who were being chased and said, hey, <laughs> get back here and give us your 30. They've chased me yeah. on, the, on the course. I was in Slovakia, and I thought, well, I'm the owner. And not that I want to cheat on it. I love burpees. And uh, this woman hunted me down. And I said, <laughs> we have the best volunteers in the business. <laughs> um, and as far as the weather goes, we got a lot of cloud cover today. It was great. Yep. Uh, the water, you, don't, you forget how salty it is down here in this yep. part of the world. Yeah, it was salty. Um, yeah. But it's a great time. This is great. And, and, and you, you've been um, baptized in the Spartan world in um, one of the most epic settings. Right? we got to get you out in uh, Tahoe or something where we're going to hurt you. Yeah. 
Yeah, I bring it on. That's yeah. what I say. And you're okay. We're swimming back to the boat today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's, I'm going to use the life jacket for that one, but that's okay. <laughs> Let's talk about your history. How, do you, how does somebody go from, I don't even know where you were born, to becoming a top anchor on, uh, or, or host on yeah. CNBC? Um, you know, I'm born in uh, Michigan. Yeah. Moved around a lot as a kid. My dad was in finance. Um, and out of school. Knew so you had, you had a cushy upbringing. <laughs> I was always the new kid. I went to 10 schools b between first and 12th grade. Why? Just dad moving around, being right. transferred. Um, so I got used to meeting people new, yeah. right, and getting yeah. to know them quickly. Um, got, I knew I wanted to do journalism, so I worked for the Wall Street Journal out of college. Yeah. And uh, worked there for six years. Realized newspapers were slowly dying. Jumped to television. And I've been at NBC for 15 years. Did you start right away at CNBC? Or, or? Yeah, started at CNBC. I went to 30 Rock for a few years. I covered politics and Katrina and Iraq. You start at the bottom and work your way up, or did you get... Sometimes, you know, they, they'll throw you in. They'll throw you in the water and see, right. you know, my second, uh, probably my second month at NBC, they, they sent me to Iraq. And this was, the war was ending, right. but uh, we're hanging out with British Royal Marines and make, you know, the reconstruction of that country was a big story. And How was that? Was that awesome? It was awesome. Looking it, back, it, it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, you, when you're when you're 30, no kids, and an understanding girlfriend, it's one thing. Yeah. Being 44 with two kids and a wife, right. it's a, it's different. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you've had a great career. What tips can you give to people out there that are not necessarily running their own business, but they're working and they want to move up? Like what? How have you got through the pitfalls and not pissed people off yeah. and, and gotten ahead? My, my number one rule is you never say no. Really, you're asked to do a lot of things, and unless, I mean, always try to say yes. No matter what the assignment, no matter what the favor, I just think having a mentality of uh, don't put up walls, because people remember that. It's uh, funny, I walked over, I didn't know if you were going to say yes to the podcast, and you said, yeah, let's go do it. Yeah, yeah, right. I, generally yes is the best answer. Right. Um, always, uh, rule number two, always act like what you, whatever you're doing could wind up on the front page of the New York Times. Right. I mean, so I'll, be careful what you do. Be, right. Being honest and as as, as transparent. You, I noticed as you, you went to bed last night about seven thirty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you made, made sure. And no. that was late. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of other other rules. I mean, we've seen some stories recently in media of of careers that have been destroyed overnight. Yeah. yeah. So uh, in general, a good rule is, and it's trite, but you do treat people on the way up the, the way you want to be treated. On the way down. Yeah, because yeah. it. Yeah. it in, especially in a competitive business like television, it yeah. can happen. People have to like you. Aren't we always selling, no matter what we're, we do in life? Like, you need to be good at, at um, getting people to like you, right? And, Pe and, people are human. Yeah. I mean, you could even like, I always think to myself, you know, world leaders, right? Yeah. Uh, diplomats, they're operating at these incredibly lofty you know, levels. In the end, it is about... You gotta like the person. Yeah, period. Yeah. I remember but, somebody said to me, why are you doing business with that person, not the company? And I said, well, I like them. That's it, right? Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot of math to make that a, a minimal factor. Something interesting you said, um, you were in newspaper for six years, and then you made a quick left turn and, and went into television. A lot of people get myopic. They can't make that turn. Why, how'd you do it? Like what? You, you know, it, it just was reading the writing on the wall. I mean, it was obvious to everybody newspapers were going to be in trouble. Print was going to be in trouble. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, cable television was everywhere. They were putting cameras in our bureau. So when the opportunity came to jump to, to TV, I, I always pictured it like a, 
like a sink, like not a sinking ship, like a rat on a sinking ship, but in a way, like an animal, like scoping out where's the next best, you the lily pad, right? Yeah. I mean, it's where's the next best step. Isn't that hard to do though? Because you could make a mistake and end up on the wrong. Yeah, and, and we see that all the time. I mean, we see, look at the number of businesses, look at the gaming businesses who thought they had a huge hit, right? right? And then, fizzles out. right, it, it, it does happen, but what are you gonna do? You're just gonna stay there? Do you think it's luck that you end up on the right lily pad? Because um, I feel very lucky in my life that I keep landing on them, but, I, but I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if you make your own luck, right? I think you do. I actually, I think you do. Um, what, you, what you make is a platform for luck to exist. Right. I mean, it, serendipity happens. Good things happen to you, but um, you have to. You got to create an environment where that can happen. Right. 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 So Good. for you, what it was, it was uh, a mental toughness. It was a long view. Very long, long view is a big one. Yeah. For, for me, long view. Um, yeah, I just don't buy into the short term. But it sounds like you're the same way. Yeah. Right. And and you, it's, what's the old line from? Uh, there's a great VC guy named Vinod Kosla. He said, the key to success is surviving long enough to get lucky. There you go. That's, it, it. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And then um, you, you did the race today. Do you believe in this thing we call obstacle immunity? Because you, you kind of mentioned it. Um, if you get through the barbed wire and you get through today or even a 13-mile race, you start to say, gee, the kid screaming is not such a big deal or the car not starting is not, right? You know, it's funny. Because I've read your book, I, I thought about that during the race. I kept thinking... All right, what headache is going to present itself to me at work on Tuesday? That's no big deal. Yeah, right. that, I'm, that I'm going to be able to just, whereas before it would have taken up some of my time. Right. And, uh, I mean, you, you offer a lot of lessons, but that's one that actually that's is instantly applicable. Change your frame of reference, yeah. yeah. Ice cold shower in the morning does wonders. <laughs> <laughs> You're awesome. Yeah, Thanks. thank you, Joe. Okay. Cameras were rolling. Uh, welcome back. So this interview is actually on Great Stirrup K during the wonderful, magical, and rad uh, Spartan cruise. cruise, which was a wonderful experience where world records were broken, but that's another story. Um, so this guy, you know what? I love it. He does so many things, and his, his mentality is say yes to anything that comes along. My friend and I, we started the Bahala movement. We said yes to life for a year, and interesting things happen when you just accept and see where it goes. So... Here he is filming Spartan, doing a whole bunch of. I like I like Colonel know. Nye's reaction to that, what? which was, "Don't say no. Don't necessarily say yes to everything. Right. Say mahalo, no, not no, now, no, maybe no. later. Never say no, but I wouldn't rush into saying yes. Great point. Meaning, I'd give it a little thought first. Well, but but don't but, shut it down. Right, don't shut it down. I'd be open to it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I just that's why. No, no, and, a difference and, without a distinction, a distinction without a difference. However, the saying is, but I think I like that. I think there's some. Well, that's why, that's why I made up the, well, mahalo, which you know in Hawaii, you have Honolulu. I, I, I am familiar with the word. Hana, well, I made, I, I changed the definition to mean not now, maybe later, because during the Mahalo movement, which is so, Viking so, 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 North Heaven, where the brave live forever. Did you say you changed the definition? So you not only create <laughs> words, you <laughs> modify them as desired. Yeah, me and my friends, maybe. That's, what that's another story. Oh. But yeah, you yeah. know, you don't always say like, yeah, but... but but she, but she is was, her own dictionary. It's awesome. <laughs> and this took place on the This took place on the cruise. Uh, oh, yeah. and it was during well, the cruise on the actual about? island. Uh, on the island. Right, but you were there. Yep. And Joe, you were there. I was there. You it's a there. beautiful course. Oh, you, you were there. Marion was there. Everyone was there. We sent you a message in a bottle. Don't say no to anything. I'm going to be honest. Joe said to us, "Listen, I can get Carlo Quintanilla." 
we got to not invite Colonel Nye if he's going to be there. <laughs> he's taking my cabin. I, I'd say it was well worth it. I would say. <laughs> look at the, well look at the interview. I swam to the boat because I was living in Miami and and J Jamard, Jamard, up the side. Anyway, that's all fascinating. <laughs> but let's stick to the show. Well, yeah, yeah. So, so, but, but with this, what, what were the other takeaways you got? Well, from? another big one was um, stay around long enough to get lucky. And he and I were discussing this idea, especially on Wall Street where so many people switch jobs because the grass is greener and they're gonna get an extra 20 or 30 grand if they get this other job or even more, or they get fired or they get in trouble. And I don't think it's just unique to Wall Street. I think it's unique, um, I, I think it happens everywhere in life. And over and over and over, he and I have both seen the person that stays and sticks it out and makes themselves invaluable. Mm -hmm. Invariably what happens is the boss looks over and says, who do I have to take care of this big issue? Yeah. And that person catapults themselves to a new level yeah for sure so um it really is a matter of just staying around long enough yeah. right you like you, you were working too on, early i yeah well, you yeah. left you were Throw working me on, the, you, yeah. you were working on the farm and just last you left just last week we were looking for somebody to give this big position to we we're going to pay him big big money and yeah, like you weren't here figures i have a very interesting job this summer joe but all right blessings all right. and i'm so grateful for the opportunity <laughs> blessings anything else jump out at you colonel and I? yeah i mean it was interesting as a news guy he said be honest be careful be nice which is kind of the same thing as I, many times i either heard or told other people as a, as a public affairs officer you know the three m's your mother your media or your minister don't do anything that you don't want to see in the media or have to tell your mother or your minister. So, you know, kind of be careful, be, be honest, be nice. It's just easier to live that way. Right? Now, you, 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 you were very involved with the media. Does that sound like something that, I mean... What, to be careful and be nice? That you'd hear from a reporter that, that typically aren't reporters and, and news services simply looking for the story? No, 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 no. I think, I think, I think that's probably a perception. I'll, I'll defend reporters a little bit here. Is that Just like anybody else, to get to the top of the game, and clearly he is... You know, when you're, when you're a national level person, you've made your job based upon your reputation and your reputation has to be your word, those kinds of things. You're not gonna make it by, by, being, by making enemies. Right. You know, you still have to be professional along the way. And, there, and there's good exchange, give and take on interviews. You can be aggressive, but you can't, you can't be what you see portrayed in movies or TVs a lot. You can't be that cutthroat, lying kind of person. Right. I mean, that gets handled pretty quickly. Colonel Nye, who was that guy that, um, what, what, that conference that we went to with you and I got to help you be the press secretary who wrote that book and he spent a lot of time with the Special Forces and uh, no hard. Ke Kevin Maurer? Yeah. He, he, he seems to really be smart about knowing how to. Oh, well, sure. Kevin's written about, with, with we, we ought to do it podcast. I mean, he's written eight books. They're all military themed books. He's done many deployments and he's a book he's a guy who who ghost wrote journalism. he's kind hey, just of minute, why weren't joe and i invited yeah. to that dinner yeah, yeah. now i'm starting to yeah. sense a pattern Tampa, <laughs> I'm starting to sense a pattern. He, but he goes he ghost wrote uh no easy day which was the story yeah. of yeah. bin laden yeah. yeah so yeah i mean again it's, it's 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 no different than any other any other uh business i mean uh, you know if you treat people kind or professionally on your way up you're going to do much better than you know treating them as adversaries and don't say no and, and don't, don't say no. Don't keep yourself miles. open to opportunity. <laughs> no, no, don't say no, but right? stay open to opportunity. I think that's the big takeaway. Yeah, cool. With that, Joe said yes. Tune in, yeah. SpartanUpPodcast.com. Learn more about some of the other shows we've done, and um, we'll see you soon. For show notes, video, and audio from this episode, please visit SpartanUpPodcast.com backslash 041. Or follow us on Twitter at SpartanUpPod.
The Spartan Up podcast is brought to you by Spartan Race. To find a race near you, visit Spartan.com.